Welcome to Raising Competitors Mom and Dad, a podcast designed by the team at Compete Every Day to help the parents of athletes learn ways to raise strong, healthy competitors. Throughout every episode, you're going to learn ways to improve your athletes' grit, mentality, gratitude, leadership influence, and help them develop the skills we learn in sports that set us up for success in life. My name is Jake Thompson, Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day, keynote speaker and author, but more importantly, your host on the Racing Competitors Podcast, and I'm so incredibly excited you're here. Let's get to work. Can you believe it, parents? We are back. Jake Thompson here, Chief Encouragement Officer and keynote speaker over at Compete Every Day, and it's been a couple of years. It's been a little time since I've gotten to hang out in your ear as we talk about youth sports, raising athletes, and how do we help develop healthy, strong competitors for life. But this has been something that's been brewing. I've been sitting around wanting to bring back and decided finally to pull that trigger. So we're back with two to three episodes every month this year in 2023, all designed around conversations on grit, leadership, mindset, conversations that we can have after the game, ways to encourage and help our athletes grow and develop, as well as as well as a number of resources designed to help you and them get to the next level. Mentally, physically, career path, but all that matters is are you continuing to grow and elevate your game, your mindset, and your life, regardless of whether that means your career ends at high school, you play D3, you play D2, you play D1, you somehow make it to the pros. What are you learning? What skills and habits are you developing? And then how can we use them for the rest of our lives? I'm incredibly excited today as I get to welcome and kick off this brand new season with Danielle Orvella of The Do Method. Danielle is mutual friends with Colin Henderson, who I've interviewed over on the Compete Everyday podcast before. She's doing some great work, and today we talk about opportunities versus obstacles. Reframing with the power of gratitude and some tips for the car ride home or conversations after the game. You do not want to miss it. Stick around for today's episode. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad we're back. So be sure after you listen to the episode to check out the show notes, learn how you can get connected with Danielle, check out her grow journal that we're going to talk about here on the episode and then just learn more about ways you can get connected to the Compete Everyday community over at RaisingCompetitors.com. Now, let's dive into this brand new episode, kicking off a brand new year, a brand new season with my friend, Coach Danielle. Danielle, welcome to the Raising Competitors podcast. I almost said Compete Everyday podcast because I'm so used to it. And this has been like we've had a break of the Raising Competitors show, but Danielle, you help us kick off, I guess this is season two that I'm super excited we're back. So thank you for joining the show. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jake. I'm so excited to be here and just talk about how we build these competitors um, as strong as they possibly can be in the mindset realm. I love it. I love it. Okay. So for parents listening that are new to the show, this obviously was a spun off a few years ago from the Compete Everyday podcast for, for you parents. It's for parents of athletes 
middle school, high school through college, because we know what the youth sports scene has evolved into or devolved in a handful of ways. Uh, we know what social media has done to changing perspectives and this idea of instant success. And so this show has kind of become that resource and, and Danielle and I have been connected online and, and through a handful of mutual friends. And so wanted to have her on today for a number of things that we're going to talk about opportunities versus obstacles and, and all sorts of of fun conversations that hopefully you have some ammo that you can take back and use at home with conversations with your kiddos. But as we get started, I know there's an origin story somewhere, Danielle, that took you down this path to mental performance training. What was kind of the catalyst? What got you going? Yes. Well, believe it or not, Jake. So I was a collegiate athlete, um, played softball down at Concordia University in Portland, Oregon. Um, and I was one of those athletes, very much like a, a lot of peak performance coaches out there that struggled, severely struggled. Um, I let my failures define me. Um, and I came back home to Washington and I started coaching collegiate athletes. Um, and during that stint of time, that was five years, um, I realized that these young female athletes who were elite, they were at the college level and they were, they were performing, but they had these same thoughts that I did. And here I was backtrack four years ago where I was dealing with that pressure to perform. And I thought I was alone. I just thought, you know what? I'm the one that's dealing with this. My other teammates, they're not dealing with this. And I thought I was alone. So I go to coach the college girls and they're expressing to me, they're like, coach D, I, I just, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I'm just so anxious. I don't know what I'm going to do. What if I fail? What if coach pulls me out And all these things? There was so much noise, if you will. Um, so we started talking about solutions. Uh, and I tell you what, Jake, these girls started flipping switches. They started to go out there in attack mode, I like to say. Um, and this, it was the full circle moment of these kids are feeling the same way I did. Um, so I put my nose in books. I got certified as a peak performance coach. Um, Colin Henderson, I'm not sure yep. if you are familiar. Mutual, mutual <laughs> um, friend, one of ours he, as well. Yes, he uh, took me underneath his wing and really guided me down in an incredible pathway um, and journey to learning the mindset um, and learning how to coach athletes specifically on their mindset and overcoming those fears and those pressures to perform. Um, and ever since, I've created my own company called The Do Method. Um, I've worked with the little leaguers all the way up to D1 athletes. Um, in more specifically in my realm, it's softball athletes, the female athlete. Um, and that is kind of, that's my story, Jake. Um, I, it's not too, I, I wouldn't say it's too, um, unique. I think a lot of us have had that pressure to perform and you don't know what to do with those thoughts. Right. Um, so I, I come from a very normal spot. And I speak to players and parents on, hey, I'm so glad that it's becoming more, um, more normalized yeah. out in our environments of our athletes and teams and coaches are realizing like, hey, we got to really focus on this because it's a huge part of the game. It, it really is. And, and one of the things you hit there, I'd love to kind of pull out a little bit is 
the pressures, the pressures to perform, because I feel like not only do the athletes have it, but probably the parents listening have it. If they're in sales or they're in a leadership (laughs) position, that there is a pressure to perform and it doesn't really matter what you did last week or last game or last year scoreboard starts over in every area. So looking at it through the lens of your athletes with everything that they are tricked into seeing on social media of the highlights, how, how do you even initiate the conversation of this idea of reframing that pressure to opportunity and privilege versus immediately what we think of as a negative? Yeah. Um, I think the big, the big tagline on this lesson is I get to versus I have to, um, and really seeing everything that you are given. And I don't care if it's a strikeout. I don't care if it's a bad test score. I don't care if it's maybe disappointing your mom and dad, right? Really speaking to that relationship of mom and dad, because that's where I got my pressure the most was from my father. Um, I was a pitcher in softball. And so as you probably can imagine, there was a lot of pressure to perform and throw and throw hard and throw strikes. Um, And I think that the parents really speak to, uh, I'm kind of going off on a limb here, but the, the parents really speak to, hey, come on, throw the strike or hey, do this. And there's this there's this, um, we forget that the athlete is trying to achieve those things as well. Right. And when we continue to reiterate, Hey, do this, do this. We've forgotten that there's that same intention within our athlete. And when we talk about the pressure to perform and we continue to, um, remind our athlete, we've then taken a stance as though we've forgotten that they are the athlete and they are performing. Um, but getting back to opportunity over obstacle. Well, yeah, hang on really- before, before we do that, I, I want to talk about something you just said there of as the parent, like we're wanting them to throw the strike to perform. Sometimes though, what we want for the athlete is in conflict with what the coach of the game plan has. Yeah. And so how do you encourage the athlete or the athlete's parents in those moments of, Sometimes what we're wanting them to do is not necessarily what they've a been coached to do or, or to what the team needs in that moment. How do you help an athlete or an athlete's parents kind of handle that conflict? Because the athlete's kind of caught in the middle, like mom and dad tell me one thing, coaches tell me another. And, and so you get that conflict. So I'm curious on your side from that standpoint, how have you seen it or at least tried to help groups navigate it? I think, um, communications at the core of it right but when I coach a player and parent through the situation of say a conflict as you've mentioned I really I root us back to the decision of the parent has allowed the kid to play on this team right or this this kid is on this team so give you can do your reflectionary discussions after what is said on the on the field or on the court but that time is the time that the kid has with the coach and with themselves and their teammates. Um, I, I really try to round table with our parents and say, hey, there's a reason that your, your kid is on this team is because you've entrusted in that coach to give them and teach them lessons, right? So let's not forget that, hey, she's on this team to learn from someone else. 
And I think sometimes the parents, I try to quiet them down a little bit and turn their ears on louder and their mouth. Maybe I don't want to say on mute, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Sometimes we have to mute those parents or bite our tongue. Maybe is a better way to put it and let the kid learn from somebody else. Um, because I think the parents, there's a huge perspective we can, we can gain in watching our kids learn from other people in quite honestly, it's a lot stickier when our kids learn from other people sometimes because their ears are turned up and it's not just the same thing that they're hearing from parents time and time again. Um, so Jake, to answer your question, I think there's, there's constantly going to be parents that think they know better. Right. There's always, Always. there's always going to be that. But to your point, the, it's no different than the conversation I have with companies when I go and keynote or do a workshop, like the manager, the leader is quote, work mom, work dad. And sometimes it gets to the point where it's in one ear, not the other. Yeah. There's tension with how you communicate it versus when it comes from that third party, like a coach or like you, it helps it to stick a little bit more, which is how I loved how you phrased that. Let okay, so let's shift gears where we were going into this idea of of opportunity, opportunity yeah. over obstacle. I, I love that mentality and that idea of reframing it. And so, talk to me a little bit about one why that reframing process or, or new perspective is so important to you, and then what you see at least from a beneficial standpoint for athletes when they can start to to play that out. Yeah. So. <clears throat> When I first started mindset training, um, there was kind of some big statistics that were thrown at me and just wow factor statistics. Um, One being that 80% of our normal thought is negative. And so we're already starting at a deficit. And this is, these are statistics that I always tell my athletes and always tell my parents. So they understand the gravity of the situation of why mindset is so important. So 80% of those thoughts are negative, right? And that's that's kind of a very average, very generalized figure, but I'd yeah. like for our parents to understand that. And then I want us to also understand that 95% of those thoughts are reoccurring. So if 95% of those thoughts are reoccurring, then gosh, we're kind of stuck in a negative, just hole, right? And so when we get into this practice of opportunity over obstacle, I really engage the parents of understanding we have to work out our mind as though we want that six pack, as though we want those stronger legs to drive more power, as though we want that toned upper body we have to work out that mind. And in order to do that, we have to flex some new muscles and start practicing these thoughts that are realizing, yeah, okay, maybe I failed, but what is my opportunity from that experience? So from every experience that we've practiced throughout the day, we're pulling a appreciation, right? So we're seeing these things as gifts. Um, practicing essentially gratitude for these gifts. When we can practice gratitude throughout the day, Jake, we're increasing that happiness very correlatively, very directly. And, um, and one so, of the ways, let me ask you, one of the, the practical yeah, yeah. ways you do that, How what is, what is like an action or two you encourage your athletes to, when they're, pra- hey, practice gratitude. And some of the parents are like, yeah, I've heard this, but like, what's one way I can do it as a parent? What's one way like my athlete can specifically practice it throughout the day? What are, what are tips you give on that? 
Yeah. So Jake, this is actually funny because I have a journal, right? So I've, I've I published a journal. It's called the Grow Journal. In the first step, um, Grow stands for uh, gratitude, routine, your opportunity, and your worth. And so our first step in our journal that we do every single day is our gratitude statement. What are we thankful for? Maybe something that's happened to you in the recent recent uh, past, or it's about to happen to you that day, right? But what are you thankful for? And so that's a huge step that I direct my athletes. I text with a huge group of athletes every morning and we we input our grow into this text message set. And I have moms doing it with their kids and it's something they do on the car ride to school or on to practice. And it opens up a forum for different and deeper conversation. And that's what I am huge about, Jake. I told you just previously is like, I'm all about having genuine conversation, open conversation on how we can be students of the game the game of life, right? How do we constantly learn? And I think that if we can seek everything as opportunity, like I said, I don't care if you fail. I don't care if you've gotten injured. I don't, all these negative things that have happened to us that are curveballs throughout our day, right? Uncontrollable things that we can't control. How do we see them as an opportunity, right? You have to get up early for school. You, um, you know what, as elite athletes, you have to go find a time to work out and it's probably not the most convenient time to work out, but you got to get it done. Yep. Right. And so if, if you want to be elite, let's see that as like, I get to do this. I'm hungry for this. Um, just a recent thing that's happened to me. Um, so I have a five month old baby girl and we are just, we are so, so just blessed to have her in our lives, but it was kind of a traumatic entrance. Um, she poured the cord slipped. And so she ended up going to the NICU for eight days. Um, and there was a series of days where we didn't get to hear her cry. Right. Um, we didn't get to hold her. Um, gosh, and I, I get emotional about it right now, but at the end of the day, me and my husband look at each other and we say, you know what? We get to see her. And when she got to cry, we get to hear her cry. And I can't tell you how many parents I hear is like, oh my gosh, I just wish I could like stop the crying. And I get it. Like I totally have sympathy, right? But yeah, I I get to hear that cry now. I get to hold my baby girl. And it's like those moments of perspective that are just so powerfully driven into your heart and soul that keep you going and make those those moderately tough times pretty easy, you know? And um, I think that that really powers my journey to instill in my athletes and my parents, like, hey, you know what? Your kid fails. Maybe your kid gets pulled out of the game because they just totally crapped the bed for lack of better words, okay? Um, what's our opportunity? As a parent, how can you pull some lessons? Failure is our best teacher in life. How can you help your kid realize that? We could sit here and say, well, little Billy, how could you let that happen? Right? How did you strike out? Why did you let that ball go between your legs? Or we could say, hey, what did we learn? What we can use it as a tool. And I think parents really forget 
that it can be a teachable moment and they put themselves first. They say, well, I got to get what I think out first. And it, it saddens me with how many parents are like, it's a car ride home, right? You've probably well, that was, heard that. That was where I was about to go here is, so yeah. talk to me about that. Like what for the parents listening who sometimes struggle to bite their tongue or, or they're just like, I don't know what to say and I don't know how to fill the air. What are some questions or how do you encourage parents to handle that car ride home? Uh, I think time is, and I'll explain this in a sec, but time is our biggest um, resource. And I think that um, after the game, good, bad, ugly, right? I think it's really important for the parent to take some time and for the kid to take some time. I've seen some really healthy relationships, um, I should say, negative relationships transform into healthy relationships just because they let that time diffuse some emotion, right? Because after bad games, conversations sometimes can get elevated because emotion. Emotion elevates everything, right? We focus on the feelings, then we take ourselves away from the facts of the situation and we turn a mountain or we turn, we make a mountain out of a molehill yep. <laughs> um, for what I'm trying to say. And so um, I think that creating that time, that separation of, hey, athlete, you think for yourself, you digest what just happened and then have the parents do the same thing instead of just vomiting all over their kid about what they thought and what this happened. Because if you're anything like me coming off the ball field, I waited to hear from the ones I valued the most in the la- in my life, right? So it was my my dad, it was my mom, it was my grandparents. I'd walk off the field. And if they said, hey, great job, Danielle, you did so good. I would believe that. I'd be like, okay, I did good. Awesome. But I didn't have that thought for myself before I talked to them. I let their opinion of me or of my performance define me to my core. And so how I coach this process, Jake, is I need parents. You need to diffuse. The kid needs to diffuse. Do some reflection internally. Give yourself maybe the car ride home. You can only talk about good things that happen. And you can only talk about... um, shoot, I don't know, give yourself a topic that you can talk about, right, on the way home. And then maybe once the kid has diffused a little bit and the, the parent can see that, then let's have a healthy conversation about it, right? Um, but I think that we always have to lead with the lesson. We always have to lead with the opportunity. If we lead with, well, why did you do that? And I can't believe you did that. And it's never going to end well, right? And I think that the biggest thing the parents can understand is the weight they have on their kids. The pressure comes from you parents, believe it or not. And I don't care if you are the ones that critique afterwards because you love them so much and because they value you so much, the pressure comes from you, right? Whether you're their biggest cheerleader or you're their biggest critic, the pressure comes from you. And we have to see that and be really, really um, gentle 
with that. I love that. I love that. I think that may be a really good place to put a bow on today. But before we go, you mentioned it, you teased it out. You've got the grow journal. I know you do coaching as well with your athletes, as you mentioned, from all ages. Tell us where parents who either want to pick up that journal for their athlete, athletes listening who want to pick up that journal or to learn more about the coaching you do, where's the best place to find you online? And then where do you like to hang out on social? Yes. Um, online, you can look at the do method.com. Um, the do is Danielle Orvella is my initials, but also an action word to get going and get that mindset into action. So, um, the do method.com you can find me. And then I also love to hang out on Instagram. Everybody, all my players are like, coach D you got to get on TikTok." And I just haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Jake. <laughs> I haven't figured that one out. <laughs> I'm still it's okay. To get- my handle on Instagram, but yes, um, I would say my, my website, Instagram, and then my, uh, grow journal, it's the, um, transformative daily habit that, like I mentioned, we practice gratitude. We, um, list our routine, our opportunity for the day. And then we give ourselves those three affirmations to really build ourselves up and give ourselves that armor to go win the day that sometimes is full of curveballs. Um, and so that is a huge hitter of mine as well as just mental performance. Like I said, I train athletes day in and day out, um, from little league all the way up to D one. And, um, that's, that's what I do. I absolutely love it. And so you can find all those resources on my website. Love it, Danielle. Well, thank you so incredibly much for joining us on the show, helping us kick off the new season. So great to connect with you parents listening to the show, make some time to get connected with her. Check out her website. There's a ton of great resources there and that grow journal I've checked out myself. So Danielle, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jake. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Raising Competitors podcast brought to you by Compete Every Day. To learn more about the show, listen to past episodes, or get connected with our team, visit RaisingCompetitors.com. We'll see you next episode.